practice. Saying we won't open until Christmas and then doing it anyway. It's the RL Malpractice Podcast. Hi, everybody. Uh, I am Chris, one of the RL Malpractitioners, and uh, we have, well, we have a slightly smaller group of RL Malpractitioners tonight. Who do I have with me? You have Dr. Tom with you. Ah, it is good to have you, Dr. Tom. How was your giving of thanks or whatever? Oh, I I ate some turkey, and uh, with my turkey I had some turnip, and I had some mashed potatoes, and um, it was pretty normal. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we uh we did pretty much you know a lot of the standard stuff. Although I tried to eat a little bit less in terms of like the the carbohydrates and stuff, and it actually worked out well. I didn't have that kind of collapse at the end of it where you just like want to pass out. Oh, uh, I guess I guess the one thing I can add is probably like my family's Thanksgiving. It's not very big, but it's actually probably one of the only Thanksgivings in the area that you can go to where you'll be uh, pretty much eating dinner to George Thorogood and Black Sabbath. Hey, there you go. Yeah, it was entertaining. But yeah, um, this uh, this week it's only going to be the two of us. Uh, I think uh, Dr. Josh is in the bathroom, and he'll probably be in there for the duration of the episode. Yep, and I'm pretty sure the only real difference you'll notice is that we'll probably be talking a lot less about Hitler. Uh, yes, indeed. This is the No Hitler podcast. We won't be using Hitler's name in it at all. Uh, you just did, like, two or no, three I didn't. times. Okay, we, you heard nothing. Okay, so uh, how, how do you want to get this thing started? Do you want to, uh, I got a couple things. Well, why don't, why don't we start with your couple of things? I'm, I'm kind of curious as to what you have up your sleeve, okay, and then, sure. we'll, then we'll go, you know, we'll go from there. Sure, well, in the very least, we'll run a few, because um, I think uh, we haven't done this in a while. So I'm Yeah, it, it's been about ambition. a month. So okay. I'm sorry to all five of our listeners, you know, for... Oh, we're up to seven, by the way. We, really? Uh, I, I understand that everybody else is too ashamed to actually promote this podcast, so I've started doing it myself, and uh, now we're up to seven. So from five to seven, that's like 40% growth, hey, so I'm saying we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I, um, hey, I've promoted it amongst as many people as I can. I got I, I invited people at work to listen to it, but... <laughs> you invited me. <laughs> No, but I talk to people at work about it too. So uh, hopefully, uh, I don't talk to people at work about it. Yeah, that might be a. I actually got a guy who. Um... You got a guy. <laughs> yes, I got a guy. He's a guy I work with, and he's all like, "One of these days, I'm going to listen to your podcast." And I'm like, "You're 41 years old. You're not going to understand anything that's going on in this." <laughs> You're going to okay. get to the opening. You know that opening song. He's not even going to get through that. I'll be completely honest with yeah, you. Yeah, probably if not. If he wants to give it a shot, more power to him. But, uh, okay. but anyway. Why don't we go ahead and move forward on uh, what you what you have. Okay. So the first thing I got is I just got a couple news articles. Okay. And uh, this first one is uh, pretty entertaining. Um, you got to keep in mind some of this stuff might be a little old because uh, the first, uh, well, the last podcast I was planning for was around Veterans Day. So... This was an article from uh, November 11th, and it's uh, the title is it's on I found it on AOL News, which uh, says a lot about its credibility. But um, the, yeah, but the uh, the title's called uh, "Woman Wearing I Love Crystal Meth Shirt Busted for Crystal Meth," and 
the article is pretty entertaining. It says, a woman's t-shirt tells police everything they needed to know. And surprise, she was booked on drug charges. They say never wow. judge a book by its cover. But when the cover, or in this case, shirt, reads, I love crystal meth, you have to be a little suspicious. So, really in a nutshell, it's a really, really short article where pretty much uh, they were caught after an investigation uh, that was launched by a canine unit. And um, sure enough, they find this woman who's wearing a shirt that says, I heart crystal meth, and her boyfriend um, carrying a large amount of crystal meth with intent to sell. Wow. So, and it made me think to myself, I was like, all right, well, she's wearing a shirt, which is pretty much in direct relation to the crime she just committed. And now she's in jail with her I Heart Crystal Meth shirt. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be funny if all criminals went to jail based on what was on their shirt? Or, or better yet, what if they got given a shirt in jail that, that like said what their crime was that brings up the next point i was going to because first off i think it would be funny if someone had a shirt that said i heart embezzling from my company and then they get arrested for embezzling from their company but if you got the shirt in jail you're literally looking at a modern scarlet letter and i thought to myself the best movie crossover ever uh-uh. now we, we've got we've got pride and prejudice versus zombies coming out and everyone thinks that's funny but i think uh the scarlet letter mixed with judge dread would be the best movie of all time all right yeah i, I gotta give you that one o- only in mega yep. city one can you arrest somebody for illegal possession of a hamster and i want to <laughs> have somebody with a shirt that says illegal possession of a hamster yeah i mean it, it, it i i think though that you know that 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 couldn't that could work pretty well. I mean, I, I think that that would be, well, I, I do, I, I, as an aside, I don't think that in our, uh, jail system that, that would necessarily be a good thing, uh, for all the other prisoners to know exactly why you're in there. I mean, they're going to find out eventually anyway, but, yeah, the, uh, for uh, certain the, crimes, the illegal you, possession of a hamster guy is probably pretty low on the pecking order. That, when it comes that's to true. Prisons. That's true. But in mega city one, you can pretty much go to jail for anything. I have a confession to make. Okay. I've never seen Judge Dredd. Oh. I'll give myself that, the buzzer. That's okay. You know who Judge Dredd is, right? Uh, yes, Sylvester Stallone. He is the law. Well, is. when isn't Sylvester Stallone the law? I mean, really, that's when true. it comes down to it. That's I mean, true. think about it. Demolition Man. He was the law. Rhinestone. He was the law. Well, um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. You can't have a hit without a couple misses. That's right. Okay, so uh, so that pretty much covers uh, my thoughts on Meth Shirt Lady. Unless you have uh, anything else you'd like to add, she's yes, really I, I I have one more thing. Stupid! You're so stupid! There. I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. Moving on. All right, we're gonna do this uh, next article. I have is uh, a young man, 32 years old, uh, named Bizao Dudu Zapati Bop Bop Bop. Wow. And he was arrested again. <laughs> Wait. What was he arrested for in the first place? First, first I'm going to say the name again because it needs some time to sink in. His name is Bizao Dudu 
Zoppity Bop Bop Bop. This is his real name. Um, there, there's, a, there's a joke I could make uh, about a particular celebrity that's been in the news lately, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to go there. Don't go there, and what I want you to do is guess what this man went to jail for. Meth? Here's, here's, here's a hint. His name is Bezow Doo-Doo Zoppity Bop Bop Bop. Throwing feces at people? No, but you're close. Um, I, I, I don't know what, why don't you, I'll just give myself a buzzer on this. I, I'm not sure I really want to know. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> Bezow Doo-Doo Zoppity Bop 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 was arrested on drug charges. Oh, all right. Okay, so so the 32-year-old whose unusual name drew national attention after he was arrested for marijuana possession last year has added a new line to his rap sheet after being collared on drug charges in Iowa. Um, Zoppity Bop Bop Bop, who legally changed his name from Jeffrey Wilsh in November 2011, has been jailed in Washington County since July 20th following a routine traffic stop, according to Jailhouse Records. He was charged with felony possession of a controlled substance with intent to deliver, possession of drug paraphernalia, and operation of a motor vehicle without registration. So, um, the funniest part about the whole thing is when the jailers and the prosecutors have actually talked to this man right especially about his name um he actually has a very specific reason why he picked this name because he goes by his first name of bezow which is spelled b-e-e-z-o-w okay okay so asked by the wisconsin state journal of its actual meaning zoppity bop 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 described his first name as quote the explosion of awareness of the interconnectedness of the infinite love in the universe. Wow. Um, (laughs) I'm not done yet. (laughs) So his middle name, Doodoo, quote, is the struggle of our daily lives with that awareness that with love comes chaos. Okay. Continue. And... Zoppity Bop Bop Bop, his last name, quote, is the outcome of that struggle, which is often ironic, especially because all life ends in death. Wow. Um, you know, I'll say that he has very deep meanings behind his name. I'll give him credit on that. Um, however, I don't think that the name follows the logic of his uh, argument for it. Well, they're, they're really the same meanings anybody would post onto any name if they smoked a lot of pot. True. True. So, but I, I don't know how deep his philosophy goes. I mean, to, to quote, you know, but when, when you think about his original name, to quote, uh, oh gosh, what was the guy's name that played King Richard in Robin Hood Men in Tights? Oh. Uh, I don't know. But to, to quote... King Richard. William Shatner. No. King Richard from Robin Hood Men and Tights. Eh, it's a good change. It's a good change. <laughs> and so. then the jailer himself okay. described Bezow as, quote, a very interesting individual whose outgoing letters screened by the jail indicate, quote, a very unique perspective on life. Translated, this guy is really, really high. <laughs> It's kind of hard to still be high in jail, though. Oh, I don't know. Well, I guess if you get so I mean, I would high guess. that you're still coming down 
the whole time you're in jail. Well, I mean that's that is a technical possibility. I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that aside, but uh, I will say that it personally, I I think you know he is he, he they may want to question his uh, his sanity to a certain extent or see if there's some sort of chemical imbalance other than the one caused by the illicit substances. No way. This guy is totally sane. Uh, well, I've seen his picture. Okay. He's actually got this uh this one shot that kind of looks like pretty much um every portrayal in Jesus in every western film ever. Wow. Hey, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Do you know what? I he wonder has a collarless shirt on. I wonder if he has a blog or if he did have a blog. Do they let you blog in jail? They, uh, I, I think that internet access is very limited, but I do know that you do get access to like some sort of secure email communications and uh, a few other things. So, um, so here's what we need to do. Here's what we need you to do. You need to get arrested, go to jail, and see if you can blog. Uh, no, that's no, that's not gonna fly. It's a study. As a doctor. You should understand that you can't make an omelet. But that, that's not my that's not my feedback. area of expertise. What getting arrested? Uh, well, I'm sure anybody could make that their area of expertise. I'm saying, um, it's easy. looking at that particular area of sociology is not uh something that I am keen to do anytime in the near future. You you don't want to live off of federal and state funds? Uh. No, not well. Not not that way. There there are plenty of other ways to get federal funds, such as you know becoming an NGO, promising so, to you know do uh, you know various works for the government and whatever. Huh. So that gave me a good point. Okay. Um. No, no, no. It's, it'll be relevant later. Um. Just okay. Scratch something down right now. But um. Okay. I guess I can move off this story. Uh, I'll be sure to keep an update on Bizau Doodoo Zoppity Bop 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 because he has such an interesting name. Absolutely. And you know what? I would not be surprised, uh, being that he got so famous from the first time around, that he maybe has some sort of maybe spiritualist blog uh, covering, you know, his his view and outlook on the universe and love and all this the other things. This is a things. man who could have a pretty fantastic cult following. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All he has to do is ask for it. Exactly. Like, give me your hand. And then they'll be all like, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. Your highness, Bizau Dudu, zoppity bop bop bop. And then a comet will go by and they'll all jump off the top of a building because they think that they'll be saved by the comet. Aww. What building? Ooh. I'm going to go, what's the, the, the something Califa? That giant building in, um... I want to say it's it's in in Dubai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That huge, huge, huge. Oh yeah, I know that what you're talking about. That would be the tallest building, therefore closest to the comets. So they probably would all jump from that. I honestly, I, I that's one of the ways I would never want to go voluntarily or jumping otherwise. Jumping towards a comet? No, just jumping off the top of a building. I would never want to either be pushed or jump off the top of a building. Uh, just because you know what's going to happen when you hit ground. There's... Oh, absolutely, splat. But yes. now, here's here's a good point, though. Now, what would you rather do? Would you rather jump off a building and go splat? Or would you rather be stung by 1,500 yellow jackets? 
Ooh. Because this brings yellow jackets. Next... Yellow jackets would be more painful. Don't get me wrong. That that well, actually, no. I don't know. I've don't never know. fallen off a building before. That's I have true. been stung by a yellow jacket. I've but been anyway. stung by a yellow jacket. They they are oh, little absolutely. vicious me, little mean me too. buggers. Uh, probably quite a few times by now. Um, so my next news article is from uh, the Florida Patch, and it is Yellow Jackets Swarm Claims Sarasota Man's Life, and authorities wow. say he suffered thousands of stings. So, uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so I have a 47-year-old Sarasota man is dead following a run-in with a swarm of Yellow Jackets Friday. Christopher Nelson was on the railroad tracks at 19th Street and East Avenue Friday afternoon when he disturbed an underground nest on a portion of the tracks that rarely see use. That disturbance riled up an angry swarm, which ultimately stung Nelson several thousand times. So he ended up dying of anaphylactic shock, but it seemed really kind of relevant given that, you know, maybe a month ago, I know some people who were trying to destroy a yellow jacket's nest. Yes, that's definitely relevant, and I, I will say this: that uh, I uh, th- this reminds me of a story, uh, a story from my childhood. Uh, basically, I oh, I've, no. yes. Uh, oh, I don't have like harp music that I could play to like kind that's of. That's okay. Go, you could probably you know. play a big fart and it'd be all right for your child. <laughs> oh, oh, that's low. Uh, Th- I have no thanks, sound Tom. effects. I can't play farts. Yeah, no. Um, but basically. I I had several run-ins with yellow jackets, but the the worst of them was, uh, you know, like as a kid, you kind of have one of those pole wagon, like radio flyer type of things. Well, I had left it in the middle of the lawn when my dad was uh, going through the yard mowing, and he kind of just picked it up and chucked it into like the edge of the woods. So, uh, you know, a week or two later, when I finally, you know, actually started caring about the little red wagon again, I decided I was going to go out and get it. And I didn't, you know, me being however old I was, I don't know if I was five, seven, something like that. I didn't think to 19. look up. No, I wasn't that old. Uh, I didn't think to. and a half. I didn't think to look around, you know, you're a kid. Kids don't think to look around for yellow jackets nests. And I, I stepped on a nest and these things not only stung me through my clothes, um, I ran to the back door screaming. Uh, the the screen door slammed behind me, and my mother actually told me that there were yellow jackets embedded in the mesh of the screen door. These things are not a joke. These are not something fun to get a whole swarm uh, coming after you with. So this guy... Ew. Yeah. Well, half the fun of a yellow jacket, just like any other hornet... Is that um, when they sting you, they their stingers aren't barbed. They're sh- they're just straight, so they can sting you over and over again without actually losing their stinger in your skin. Right. Which is the bonus for you because you don't have to dig the stinger out of your skin, but it's not quite a bonus when the same hornet stings you like three or four times. Yeah, I mean, at least on the on the upside for honeybees, at least you know when they sting you, a piece of their abdomen gets ripped off and they die. At least you could be like, oh well, you know, at least he got well, yeah. what was coming to him for it, stinging it's, me. It's barbed, so it comes out with the rest of the uh the stinger so they usually die after they do sting but um so so the one thing i took away from this article that i think is the most important okay is what it says at the end which apparently came from orkin's website right it says and it takes about 1500 stings to kill a grown man so with that said this is 
this is assuming they're not allergic because you know of course if you're exactly. allergic you can go in a single sting if you're that unlucky oh yeah but um but i thought to myself how much would it suck to get stung 1499 times by a yellow jacket i i you know that's that would be bad that would be i, I mean you would have to have paramedics or somebody to call paramedics like right there when it happened too. You would have to. I mean, there's just would you would you just like want to die at that point? You you might want to. I mean, it, it's it, depending on your tolerance for pain, obviously. Well, this has absolutely nothing to do with the tolerance for pain. Everything to do with your uh, body's susceptibility to venom. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I, I think. If you were literally on that cusp of death, absolute cusp of death, literally, if you can split that fraction into 1,499 parts and it would only right. take one more of those parts to kill you, that's about as close to death as anybody can ever get. I would say that at that point, the amount of toxin going through your blood and the amount of adrenaline and everything else, uh, you would probably not be feeling much of anything at that point. You'd probably be feeling a lot of being stung by bees. Yeah, that's not the best sensation in the world. No, no, I don't think it is. But um, it, it is bad, but this uh, actually sort of leads me into uh, something I wanted to do. Because okay. I know, um, well, unless you got anything else to say about Yellow Jagged Stings. Uh, don't get them. Okay, that's a good, good advice. But um, so, anyway, I thought it would be fun, since I know um, you and I, via email... Uh, before the show, while we're starting to set it up, right. um, there's been you know the on again, off again uh, to talk of um, where we should draw the line uh, when it right. comes to what's entertainment and what's just flat out wrong. And um, so uh, we've we had a conversation a couple weeks ago. We had a little more conversation over email. I don't take any of it very seriously. But what I thought would be a great idea is come up with a small segment. It doesn't have to be regular, but um, it's uh, it's called what's worse, and what's what worse? we do is it's 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 a test of uh, general you know philosophy and morality, and uh, what we do is we ask you among two options which one is actually worse. Now you're asking me, or it would be asking everybody. You uh, can ask everybody, but you're the only one here right now, so you're like my test subject. Okay, give me a second. Uh, you know what? We we haven't heard from the chairman. For a little while, so uh, nobody talks to the chairman anymore. Yeah, I'll, I'll screw that guy. He's like got rabies or something. I'll throw him a bone. Chairman rabies. Okay, I guess I guess I'll allow it. Uh, okay. Or he'll allow it. Whatever. As the arbiter of good taste, as nominated upon me from a guy who's currently pooping. Yeah. I think this would be perfectly fine. So, from me to you. Gazuntight. Yes. From me to you, what's worse, a dead cat or a dead giraffe? Ooh. Wow. This, I I can't. Now the question is how to quantify this because this isn't a question of how do you quantify a giraffe? Well, I mean, you could say that there are different there are different ways that you could look at this. Okay. We'll assume they're both full-grown adult animals. Okay, so here's the thing. A cat 
could have, uh, you know, an attachment to an individual person or uh, family or something like that, uh, to which, you know, they would they would feel, you know, a, a certain sense of loss of the cat being dead. Um, the giraffe, on the other hand, I mean, usually unless the giraffe is like a zoo exhibit, generally speaking, most people don't think about giraffes that often. So I, I, unless it's a beloved zoo animal of some sort that a ton of people have fallen in love with over the years and whatnot, I, I would say the the death of the cat is worse than the death of the giraffe. Unless, of course, again, the cat is a stray cat and the giraffe is a beloved zoo animal. Now, if they're both wild and they're both considered, you know, just animals out in the wild for the most part, like you have a feral cat and a giraffe out in the middle of, you know, the plains of Africa... Uh, I would say that it, it, it's a null uh, point at that point. They're both equal. So it can't be equal, though. There's there's no gray area in this. The question is, what is worse, a dead cat or a dead giraffe? I think there's more to a dead giraffe that will... Um, that basically, a dead giraffe will smell for a longer period of time, so I'd say the dead giraffe is worse if you had to go at the base level of it. Okay, okay, that's... That makes sense, because think about the person who might have to clean up the body. Well, I mean, the, the okay. lions might okay. you know, enjoy that. I, th- I think you got the right idea for this segment. Though. Okay, good. So, I'm starting to so, think the right way. Okay, so so moving moving next. Okay, so here's the next question. What's worse, an all-female Ghostbusters cast or an all-male Charlie's Angels cast? Ooh. That... <laughs> That is tough because no matter how I answer, I'm going to sound sexist. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, personally, I feel like it, you know this is more of a personal one than an objective uh, determination. But I would say I think any revamp of Ghostbusters at this point it would just be uh, horrible. And to be perfectly honest, an all male Charlie's Angels would be mildly amusing gr- as long as they're not you know wearing the same outfits as the female Charlie's Angels. So I would say the Ghostbusters one would be the worst one. Okay, that's fine. But one thing that does disturb me a little bit, that you said any remake of the Ghostbusters would probably be bad. You didn't... That sort of, like, implies the inverse that any remake of Charlie's Angels would be good. Well, I, I mean, the the ones that they made were pretty bad. So, I mean, it's not technically out okay, of Okay, moving on. <laughs> Chris is a big Charlie's Angels fan. Got it. No. All right. So, <laughs> next, 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 next thing. Next one, What's okay. Worst? Ten cannibals eating a person. Or one cannibal eating ten people. Ten cannibals eating one person or one cannibal eating ten people. Um, well, let's see. In terms of human life, uh, you know, the, the... No, no, no. This is, this is the overarching everything. What's worse? What's worse? Uh, I'd say in the one with only one person dying... So 10 cannibals eating one person, you only have a net loss of one human person. I mean, granted, having 10 cannibals is kind of more disturbing than having one cannibal. But uh, on the flip side, uh, that's slightly less disturbing than one person eating 10 people. So I would say... (laughs) That guy is really hungry. Yes. So I would say uh, 10 cannibals eating one person is the lesser of the two. So uh, the, the... one person eating ten is worse. Was like the soul 
survivor of an Andy's plane crash or something. Oh, yep. Okay, so so here's the next one. Only got a couple more of these left. Okay. Uh, we got to we got to come up with like a music bumper for this. I'm actually enjoying this. I kind of figured this would be pretty entertaining. Yeah, so yeah this is fun. Okay, so, so what do we got next? So here's here's the next one. A shotgun blast to the face or being stung by a yellow jacket 1499 times. Oh man. <laughs> Oh yeah, this isn't a moral dilemma anymore. This is really a just what would you think? Uh, in this case, <laughs> wow, um, wow, I, uh, you know, I'm still tempted to go with the bees because at least I know what level of pain a bee sting is like. I've never been shot in the face with a shotgun before. You I, can I ask you know Dick what? Cheney. I was gonna say I could ask Dick Cheney. No, 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 no. Dan Quayle, I believe, was the one that was shot in the face. Oh, yes, I would have to ask him. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so I would still kind of lean t- towards the shotgun to the face being worse just because of the unknown of it. Okay. All right. So so here's the next one. It's punching an old lady in the face or punching an old man in the face. Well, to me... To me, that one, that one's a little bit, uh, again, neither's good, but punching the old lady in the face is worse than punching an old man in the face. So you think that one was probably a little easy? Uh, yeah. I mean, using easy in a very, very relative term. Exactly. But, um, but so, so the thing is, is when I wrote that one down, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing as you. And eventually it came to me. I was like, wait a second. Let me actually step back and give it some thought. Okay. All right. Old ladies tend to be a little frail and easy to punch in the face, for lack of a better term. Um, you really put is, a lot of thought like, into this. That's kind of disturbing. <laughs> well, I've thought about punching some old ladies in the face because I've worked in a grocery store. Well, we both we've both been there, Tom. We exactly. both exactly. Um, so anyway, crazy. I was thinking to myself, punching an old man in the face. Well, when we're talking like old, like something that's like ninety years old, like really been around, like maybe centenarians. You never know. Um, there's actually more old ladies than there are old men. So if you're punching an old man in the face, that's like punching an endangered species. Well, but I, I have to say something, and I've seen news articles where there are these guys that you know are 80 years old and whip the crap out of people that try to rob them at like knife point or gun point because well, these do they guys, have whips? you know what I mean, not whipping them, but they beat them. <laughs> So there, it, it, there have been stories about that. Now, whether or not you know the old man is an endangered species per se or not, uh, I don't know. Just my my internal compass still says punching a, an old lady in the face would be worse. Okay, so the uh, the scientist in me is a little skeptical about that. That's fine. So, no, 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 that's fine, because uh, what that does is that just gives me a project for uh, for our next podcast. I'm going to try to find uh, some evidence that um, old ladies are dangerous and will beat you up. <laughs> well, if we go by Monty Python with the uh, the purse ladies... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to know what they put in those purses. No, no. Lead weights. You know, why don't we take a break for a moment? Uh, I believe we, we have uh, a friend of ours coming back uh, this week just to kind of do some filler because uh, Dr. Josh is out. So uh, why don't we give him his, uh, his brief time here? Okay. Now it is time for a moment in science history with Dr. Jacoby. Hi, everyone. Dr. Jacoby here with some more adventures from the Archives of Science. 
The invention of television greatly changed the face of communication in the world, but it has also been the largest mind control experiment of all time. It sounds crazy, but it's true. After the Axis and Allied powers achieved such success with film and video-based propaganda during World War II, governments decided that if their citizens would believe poorly constructed propaganda videos, they would be even more susceptible to subliminal messaging. By inserting short flashes of words or phrases into kids' TV shows, many nations were able to form platoons of child sleeper agents. One simply had to use the word marmalade, and the children would automatically go to a predetermined location, find the stashed weapon, and take out their target, after which they would have no knowledge of the event. Some speculate that the practice is still ongoing today. So kids, the next time you find yourself tempted to have a TV marathon, just grab a good book instead. You might just prevent yourself from becoming the next Lee Harvey Oswald. I'm Dr. Jacoby, and this has been a moment in science history. Thank you, Dr. Jacoby. Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's where you went with that. First off, I think Dr. Jacoby's voice got a little bit higher, so someone really needs to stop stepping on his testicles. <laughs> I just, I just want to throw that out there right now. Okay. But actually, that whole TV mind control thing probably has a certain degree of... Um, well, I mean, people... He's obviously done his research. There's no doubt Oh, yeah, that. absolutely. I mean, people have generally become lazier with the advent of things like television and kind of me media on demand type of things. And um, whether or not that makes them easier, people easier to control is another thing altogether. But uh, speaking of people who we like to be in control, I think we have a little bit of news about our good friend, Ralph Macchio. Damn bike! I hate this bike! I hate this friggin' bike! This stupid... Okay, so uh, first off, Ralph Macchio did have a birthday last month. If I remember correctly, I think he... I want to say he's 55? I mean, he's over 50. I was kind of surprised. Um, considering I thought he was like 22. Yeah, I know. It, it, you know, looks going to be deceiving. Um, but that being said, he's in, a, he's in a new movie. Dude's 53 years old. Wow. So, and, and you know, he still got the moves, though. So, um, he's, he is in a new movie. I, I found this, uh, the trailer on his Twitter feed. The movie is called A Little Game. And he stars in the movie alongside Janine Garofalo. And it's about uh, the two of them, uh, Ralph and Janine, have a, a daughter. Does, he, does, does, uh, does Ralph Macchio play a gay woman? No. Oh, no. okay. Sorry. Just a guess. But uh, basically, it's about their daughter and her struggles going to a new school and uh, using chess as a way to kind of learn to deal with her problems. <laughs> oh my god, it's like the Karate Kid with chess. There we go. Holy crap. That's I, awesome. I kid you not, the the daughter gets into a point, at least in the trailer, where uh, she has a bully she's dealing with. And basically the bully, uh, she says to the bully, all right, I'm going to play you at this chess game. And if I lose, I won't go to this private school anymore. And if I win, you have to leave me alone. Does she have this, like, really old lady teaching her how to play chess by no. making her do her chores? No, no, unfortunately. She has, uh, it, it's an old guy in the park. <laughs> that's, that's still pretty good. Does he make her do her chores? Uh, 
no, no, sorry. It's, it's funny, no matter how far we get from Karate Kid, for some reason, everything Ralph Macchio does still feels like the Karate Kid. Absolutely, and that's why we love Ralph Macchio. That's awesome. All right, uh, one other thing, speaking of entertainment stuff, this I had to bring this up, and uh, I, I let me put it this way. I heard terrible things about the live Sound of Music musical they did on NBC around Christmas time last year, okay? And this year they decided to do Peter Pan, and I immediately said, okay, you know what, this, this just, it's going to be horrible, so I'm not going to bother until I found out Christopher Walken playing Captain Hook. Okay, that, I mean, you know, you could have the worst lineup of singers in the world. I don't care who they are. I don't care if they can't sing, can't dance, can't act. I am going to watch this thing just because it is going to be darn interesting to see Christopher Walken playing Captain Hook. Oh, it, God. It was just an amazing casting decision. Okay, you're, so you're I seeing just, the I picture, right? Up, I pulled up a picture and it's. Oh, oh my God. He looks like. He looks kind of like a combination of, like, Ming the Merciless and, like, some, like, geisha lady from, like, ancient China. Like, nothing about him looks like Captain Hook except that he's wearing a pirate hat. Exactly. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Those eyebrows are just disturbing. I just need a (laughs) close... No, I don't need a closer look at that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's absolutely amazing. Ugh. No, I need to stop looking at that. And yet you still are. No, I still am. I, I can't pull my eyes away. It's like uh, a train wreck. Looking. Yeah. Oh. Wow, I can't believe I did that. You you should you should see some of the videos. Oh, no, I shouldn't. Oh. I might watch them later if I want nightmares, but I'm already going to have a hard time drinking that one away. Well, I mean, it's Christopher Walken. What else do you expect but nightmares? I mean, for crying out loud, even when Disney tried to use him in the cutesy family movie The Country Bears, you know what? He came off as overly creepy, and it it sold the movie. I mean, the rest of the movie was junk. Wait, 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 wait. So, was this Christopher Walken in a bear suit? No, no, oh. he was just the bad guy. What was was he a bear? No. That's the that's the weirdest. I want to see Christopher walking in a bear suit. <laughs> I'm sure if you Google it, you could find it. Oh, hold on, give me one second. Let's see. I I found an interesting Christopher Walken meme Walken. the other day. It was um it was a picture of Christopher Walken in a white suit with like a snowfall in the background, and it said. Walking in a winter wonderland. Ah, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that, that, you need to, like, jump off the tallest building and then get stung by 1,500 bees. Okay, wow. so the closest I found with Christopher Walken in a bear suit is, I don't know what movie this is. Okay. All I know is I, I see, like, a, a Google image of Christopher Walken wearing like a uh, a white button down shirt and a white tie wearing a pair of maybe blue jeans holding a cane uh he's next to a woman in a green tank top what uh a kid with a bear mask on and a black police officer that that sounds like it's from the country bears oh okay well it's it's a pretty disturbing picture there's no <laughs> doubt about that <laughs> exactly exactly so, 
Yeah, and I had to bring that up. Just it, it, there are some people that no matter what role they fill, they they're going to have the same. You're going to have the same reaction seeing them in whatever role it is. It doesn't matter if Christopher Walken is on Saturday Night Live, if he's in a movie. It doesn't matter what he's in. You're always going to get the same person. You know, at the end of the day, you know, what? he was trained on in vaudeville. All right. He can sing. He can dance. You know, what? none of that matters because at <laughs> he the... can sing creepy. He can dance creepy. <laughs> exactly. At the end of the day, it's just dressing up Christopher Walken with song and dance. That's all it is. If you if you polish a turd, it's still a turd. <laughs> creepy one okay so i got a question for you then okay what's worse bulldozing an orphanage to build a hospital or bulldozing a cemetery to build an orphanage (laughs) oh wow wow um that's my last one i uh, I, I wish we had finished this segment before we'll we'll work on this timing (laughs) in the future but uh i would say uh, orphanages, they can always build a new one. So I would say uh, the, the burial ground would be the uh, the worst of the two. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure if that's no, correct that's, from that's, a moral perspective, but that's where I am no, with it right that's, now. That's, that's, that's what you think, and that's okay. I've got yep. another one, I just came up with it, but I think I'll save it probably for some other Yeah, uh, save it for next time, and we'll see if we can, you know, we'll, we'll see if Dr. Josh can come up with a, a theme song for this. I'm liking this segment. I think it might work really well, especially with uh, a little more feedback around the... Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Around the table. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, well... We're we're kind of reaching towards the uh, the end of our time together already. I mean, this is this has actually gone by uh, fairly quickly. I mean, this is this has been a lot of fun, and uh, that's because we're both very desperate for attention. Dare dare I say that you know maybe maybe we should just leave Doctor Josh out of it going forward. I just hope his poop comes out okay. Yeah. Well, I hope he at least stores some of it. In a Pyrex storage container. Oh. So you can share its wonder. But I, I will say that, no, in all seriousness, uh, we, we hope Dr. Josh will be with us uh, next time. And I honestly don't know when next time we'll be at this point. Uh, we, we might have to opt to do two weeks in a row here. Because I know I'm not going to be available during our normal recording time in a couple weeks. So. Oh, you've got a poop too? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm storing it up. Yeah. So... All right. Anyway, uh, I think it's time though for a little bit of culture in this uh, this show and uh, and or or fart haikus. Yes. Let me just get your mood music going here. Thanks again, Dr. Chris, and welcome to my poetry corner where I've got a couple more fart haikus for all you wonderful ladies and gentlemen. First one uh, was originally written for Veterans Day. goes to show the last time we actually did one of these shows, so... Enemies abound. 
Unleash our secret weapon. Rending rump rockets. <laughs> okay, and here's what I wrote for uh, Thanksgiving, actually. Okay. Here's a small secret. I farted on the turkey. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> what? And last but not least, here I stand alone with my fabled crowd splitter baking butt brownies. <laughs> and that's all I got for this week. I'm Dr. Tom, and this has been your Fart Haikus. Wow. There that's were a couple got. There were a couple of good <laughs> zingers in there. That, well, that's, that's what happens when you get like a whole month to make haiku poems about farts. Wow. I, I, I you know what? I... As much as we have gone back and forth, uh, semi-seriously or non-seriously at all, in emails about the quality of the content and the uh, morality of content that we're doing on this show, you know what? I am a firm believer in this segment. This is the, you know, you constantly come up with the most (laughs) amazing stuff, just probably off the top of your head. If if you want to hear amazing... Um, this is actually kind of funny and randomly aside, I didn't really want to talk about this, but I can always bring it up. Right. Um, I'm, I'm a, uh, a member on a, um, a writing site. So okay. what they do is they do monthly contests and what they'll do is they'll give you some restrictions and they'll tell you here, write something about this and then you can enter it in and there's judges and blah, 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 blah. And you win. Right. I just entered one recently. Um, what they wanted was a character description. What I wrote, wrote was a, uh, first uh, person in first person describing his new life while being possessed by demons. So I'm pretty sure I'm not going to win that one. <laughs> wow. The, well, the audience of this uh, website is mostly very, very old people and like, you know, creepy old housewives and stuff um, who never really built any hobbies. So, you know, after the kids left, they just kind of sat around and collected cats. Right. So it's like there's really, you know, I'm not their target audience and they're not my target audience. So, uh, so anyway, this, this month's, uh, contest, it's pretty much, uh, write a short story, 2000 words or less based on this photograph. And that's all they give you to go on. Well, the photograph is a woman in the woods. She has some winter clothes on. She's wearing a poncho and she's got a big smile on her face and she's hugging a dog. Right. Well, I decided to, um, turn it into like a dystopian future where first there's gay marriage and then you can marry dogs. So this is actually going to be a honeymoon photo. Oh and, wow! Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna win <laughs> this contest either. I might just get kicked off the site. Wow! It's satire. Well, if that's what you're going for, <laughs> I'm going for satire. Ah, uh, there we go. Well, you know what? I I think unfortunately, unless you have anything else, uh, we we may have to just wrap things up here. What's worse, Get, getting arrested and living on government funds, or going on welfare and living on government funds? Uh, I'd say the the worst of the two. <laughs> I'd rather be on welfare than in jail. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> at least you still have your pride when you're in jail until you know, until that thing happens. Okay. Uh, then, then you lose your pride. That. Also lose some other stuff. Alrighty then. Vowel control. Alright, we're gonna... (laughs) 
If you want to leave us feedback, it's feedback at rlmalpractice.com. The website is rlmalpractice.com. That's A-U-R-A-L malpractice.com. And until next time, well, we'll see you.